Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Psalm 116, amen. From verse 1, I am hoping we'll reach verse 13. Even you, you hope. Wow. Those who are joining us in the other locations, you'll also be receiving new members at the end of your service. So, thank you for joining us. Now, David is the one who wrote this psalm, I believe. And the title, oh, I forgot something important. We have location pastors present who are who came for the 2030 gathering and we were blessed that some of them remained behind to spend some time with us. Pastor Christine from Worship Harvest Kabale is in the house. Pastor Desire from Worship Harvest Kamuli is in the house. Uh, Pastor Glory from Worship Harvest Gaba Road. Pastor Blesso from Worship Harvest Makerere. Pastor Mark from Worship Harvest Fort Porto. And Pastor Dennis Amoko from Worship Harvest, where you get it. Oh, of course, uh, Bishop Stewart from Worship Harvest. Now, I don't know which one of them is legally in the 2030 uh, bracket, but yeah. Anyway, let's dive into the text. What does it say? Let's do it together. I lo- this is a Thanksgiving Sunday. The title, actually, if you look at the, the text, uh, in, in, uh, if you have one of those Bibles that have title, okay? It is titled, this text is titled, Thanksgiving for Deliverance from Death in NKJV. Now, whether you know it or not, whether you are aware of it or not, there has been several attempts on your life by the devil using different methods. There are things you've survived and you knew about them. There are things you've survived you didn't even know. So for example, the enemy may have planned a serious motor accident for you through a collision and then the car that was supposed to collide with yours got a flat tire. So you never met. But you've never given that testimony because you don't even know. I was listening to Bishop Doug and he was talking about the fact that the angel of the Lord encompasses about the saints. And he was saying, which is true, that in, in, in uh, you know one of these days when you become a VIP you will get security yeah now because you're already a VIP in the kingdom of heaven you already have heavenly security now the way security works is they have uh, deterrent security and then the real security that takes, you know, like if the president of a country came here, which will happen, you will see some guys in uniform with magans and what they look like they are on their way to Armageddon. What things here? What? You know, those guys, they are really not actually doing anything in terms of securing the VIP. They are just a deterrent. They are trying to show anyone who is developing ideas of, of harming the person that we are around. They are showing themselves off that we are here. You, you have seen us. We may not have seen you but you have seen us. That's one kind of security. Deterrent. Now, the ones who actually do the real work of protection, 
are covered. They are unseen. You can't see them. You'll be in church like this and someone else is also just attending garage. Also you think. But they are armed to their teeth and beyond. If you try anything, that's when you know, hey, all along. So those ones only swing into action when there is an incident. Now most of your testimonies have been when there is an incident. You got sick, you got healed. You got into an accident, you came out alive. Oh, but what, what? You, you are still alive. Because there was an attempt. But you don't know there are also deterrent forces. There are forces, there are angels. Yeah, the demons, they be flying around thinking they are going to do something. Today, they just find a fire, fire, fire. Now, you, you don't know. Like the Elisha's servant. He was there panicking, saying, we are finished. Telling Elisha. And Elisha said, God, just open his eyes briefly. For him to see the reality. So his eyes got open half briefly. And he saw hosts of angels chariots and, and horses now many Christians are unaware of that they don't know that in fact most of your testimonies you've never given them because the harm didn't reach you the deterrent forces stopped whoever or whatever it was before they began Thanksgiving for deliverance from death. That's the title in the Bible. But for us, we are just giving thanks. Now, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. That's David saying, he has heard my voice. He has heard my supplications. You know, prayer is not irrelevant, huh? Prayer is the life of the believer. When they tell you pray, it, you're not doing God a favor. <laughs> prayer does not change God's life. <clears throat> yeah. We prayed and God was saved from danger. No, 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 no. no. That's not like that. He says, I love the Lord. Why? He has heard my voice. Wow, and my supplications. You know, I've told you this story many times, but I'm going to tell it to you again because it is my story. Yeah. Do you like it? Once upon a time, I was in a straight place. Straight is not straight, eh? like tight. I was in a tight spot. My future was in looking like it's in jeopardy. Because I was at school and school was not going really well. Now for someone who from when I started going to school, by the way, I never went to nursery school. I, people said nursery, I don't know what that means. I went straight to P1. Yeah, I was just taking porridge at home, then P1 straight. <laughs> so those of you with three years of nursery education and you missed all the playing, I send you greetings. <laughs> Mother goes what? <laughs> Apples and oranges. I went straight. So, for someone who had never struggled academically, from primary one to senior four, no academic struggles at all. Let me give you a, a, a scenario. <clears throat> When I was in Olivo, during prep time, people would go to class to read their books. I would go to the library and pick up very interesting books and read about the Second World War, First World War, and I wasn't offering history, by the way. That's how I would spend my, my, my prep time. And uh, very interesting books in the library. 
I want to encourage you to expand your mind because it's yours. So that's what I would do. Why people are there cramming, just be reading interesting things. Then I would go and do the exams and somehow I would pass. Yeah. So when I went to senior five, I thought that we were going to continue. What a shock. The books started taking me. <laughs> yeah, things were tight. I couldn't grasp the concepts. Pure mathematics. Hey, mechanics. What? Electronics in physics. I don't know what had happened, but somehow things were not working. So by the time we did mocks, I was at my wit's end. I knew the only subjects I, were, I, I, I could pass were fine art, <laughs> which I was good at, and economics, because we had an amazing economics teacher. Like, you had to want to fail to fail it. Yeah. If you presented your body in the class while he's teaching, you were going to pass. The guys who struggled are those ones who even presenting their bodies for instruction was hard. <clears throat> Mocks, physics, E. Mathematics, O. Oh, yeah. E. Oh. <laughs> o means, for those who don't know the grading of A level, Things in Uganda. O E means you got two points. O means one out of six. Now, I went ahead and applied for architecture. Where to get any chance, you really had to get an A in math. At worst, a B if you are going on government sponsorship. And so, math, economics, physics, you had to ace them to get a chance. So I applied, it was really by faith. And I, I applied promising myself that I will figure out how to catch up. So then we got into the catch up zone. Yeah? You know when the final exams are about three weeks away. And you're like, I've been flexing my muscles. Now it's time to catch up. And then my mother passed away end of catch up plan finished no catch up only heartbreak and tears and then I went and picked a book I, I told God Lord looks like we are finished but I still have you help help so I, got and, I went and got a book that had been bought for me instead by my mother, which was not the book of the syllabus. We used to use a book called uh, Advanced huh? Advanced Something Pure Mathematics by Backhouse, one and two. And then for mechanics, we used a book called uh, Mechanics. It was simply Mechanics by Humphrey and Topping. You do one number for two preps. And then you fi- by the time you finish, it is not resolving. So you have to come back and start. It was so bad. So I got that book. It was called Advanced Level Pure Mathematics by C.J. Tranter. It was a red book bought by my mother. It was not the book of the syllabus. And I borrowed a book from a senior five student called Understanding Mechanics, which was also not the book of the syllabus. And because I was so heartbroken, I wasn't reading during prep, I would go to the class in the morning before assembly and do some numbers from those books. And then I would go to the chapel and pray. When I showed up for the paper, paper one, the exact numbers in the Tranta book that I had worked, been working through were in the paper. 
paper too. The exact numbers in the book, the mechanics book, were in the paper. I'm talking about nothing changed. And I picked my nail cone and went and worked through the sections I understood. Nail cone was the physics book. And I went, finished exams, I was on my way. My sister had come to pick me that time because mom had passed. And then I went to the chapel because I had left behind my jacket. Our school, Mwiri, is called. So I'd left behind my jacket in the prayer room. And I got my jacket running to go to my sister. And I felt what to me today still feels like a physical force pushing me back into the room. Telling me, give thanks. I didn't understand it at all. But what I remember, you know when, like, I don't know how spiritual and or not spiritual you are or you consider yourself to be, but there was, it wasn't a mental decision of, oh, I haven't given thanks. Let me go back and do, no, it was, I felt like it was a physical force yanking me back into the room. Recently, we went there and I revisited that room. It was locked, but I could peep through the window. And I gave thanks and went home. And when I was in the village, one evening, listening to news from Radio Uganda, Grunt Church, (laughs) I heard my name. I heard my name. I had been the fourth best science student in the country. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Can I have my wallet? Who is in charge of my wallet? The next day I went to town and bought a newspaper and surely there in that newspaper was what? My name. This was 1996. This is that newspaper. Yeah. 26 years ago. I have my testimony. Wallets have come and gone. My newspaper. The original one. This is not a, this is not a copy. No, this is that very newspaper. May the Lord deliver you from ever trying to steal my wallet. There is deterrent security and responsive security. He has heard my voice. Now you know, for many of us, you'll be like, ah, I don't have such a dramatic story. Okay, the non-dramatic one. Do you rehearse it? Do you have something you carry around to remind you? You think I've not had problems since then? Oh, you, you play. But it doesn't matter how many problems I have. I know that God is faithful. I love him. Why? I know he hears my voice. He hears my supplications. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I wish someone here could believe you are not alone. Things don't seem like they look. God is with you. Amen. Verse 2. He says, because he has inclined his ear to me, 
Therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. He has inclined his ear to me. In other words, he's willing to listen. He's ready to listen. You know the thing they say, count your blessings. Name them one by one. You know, because it's easy to forget. We are human beings. We often forget the good and magnify the bad. Whether that's with God or even with people. Many people remember all the bad things that their spouse has done. But they forget all the good things that their spouse has done. That your husband has done for you. Your wife has done for you. But if you wrote them down, eh, you would be shocked what God has done for you. Look, you're here. You survived COVID. Yeah. Many people would wish to have survived COVID. They didn't. You sub, you've survived many things. If you can hear me when I'm communicating, it means you, are, you even understand English. It means you are fairly educated. There are people who can't understand what we are saying. Very few people walked here to church. And if you walked, maybe you were exercising or you come from near. You used some form of transport. Look, there is so much to thank God for. But we forget. You have to make it a personal discipline to be grateful to God because it will generate joy in your life. It will generate joy in your life. There is so much to rejoice about. But because we think that life is supposed to be a certain way, so if it's off even by one degree, ah, ah, no. He says, I will call upon him as long as I live, not only in the times that things are going well, but as long as I live. Are you still here? What key is that? Hmm? Elephant. <coughs> Give me dollar. <coughs> There's a song that we used to sing. I love the Lord. Remember the song? <coughs> he heard my cry. And pitied every groan long as I live. Sister Whitney used to sing the song. And troubles rise. I will hasten. Brother Timo only used to play Maranatha those days, so he's struggling a little bit. I love the Lord. He had my can't be told on the hand. How hasten to his throne. Amen. He has had your cry. Whether you recognize it or not, at one point, 
God has answered you mightily. And really, the art of living is to hang on to those moments. It's to hang on to those moments. Don't hang on to the bitter moments. Don't hang on to the painful moments. Because those ones are also going to come. I guarantee you, as long as you're in this body, Jesus is the one who gave us the assurance. (laughs) In this life, you will have not few, but many troubles. Can you imagine? Like, what? Jesus, many what? Troubles, yeah. But it says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Ah! Amen. Back to Psalm 116. Today, this is Thanksgiving Sunday. So, if you want to write, like, points of how to be thankful, I don't have them. I'm just giving you the overall picture. I'm trying to evoke a sense of thanksgiving and celebration in your heart to know that in spite of what you've gone through or what you've gone through, God is at work. And we should thank him. Verse 3. Verse 3. Some of you are going to relate with verse 3. The pains of death surrounded me. Read. And the pangs of shell laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Hey. Take me back to verse 3 and give us the Passion Translation. There is passion in the Passion Translation. Death once stared me in the face. Ah. Ah. There are people who are listening to me who relate with this scripture. Death once stared me in the face saying it's time and God said it's not that's why you can hear me and I was close to slipping into its dark shadows I was terrified and overcome with sorrow I cried out to the Lord, God, come and save me. I like what it says in the King James, in the New King James Version. He said, he says, oh Lord, I implore you, huh? deliver my soul. Like, the, it's urgent. Ntasa, vaya jolly. Hey. Wow. Our God. I remember your story. She stared death in the face. She was coming with her husband from Kigali driving. And it was raining. And they got a, a bad accident. That car. Everyone who looked at that car said, How did they survive? when we got the news we got everyone praying through the night because everyone was like we don't know if Evelyn will make it to morning we were like no 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 we can't we don't know we can't ah here she is yeah and for some of you, it's been deterrent forces. You don't even know that there was a good track coming and was diverted. Or the traffic police just stopped them. Just, can I see your driving permit? Then they walk around. They are delaying the thing that was supposed to meet you in a certain junction. And you are not aware. 
and you're complaining to God. Oh. <laughs> Let's give thanks to God. He is good. He is good. I remember when I was in Murray Primary, we were playing hide and seek. And there was a pile of timber on the veranda of one of the buildings. And then myself and another young man thought that was the best place to hide and not be found. As we are there hiding, trying to check. The timber fell on us. I imagine you're talking about people in P6, small bodies. Now, my friend was lying down while I was standing up. So now the timber was pressing me, and so now I was the protection because where he was, so there's this huge pile of timber, like two things, and then you step on something, and so there's a gap down. Now I am the structure force. The thing pressed me like this, and you know when you're like, all the air has left your chest, but you can't bring it back in. It was now a matter of timing. You can't scream. But somehow, some of the other boys saw something. And I think my fellow down there could still scream. <laughs> he came and removed the timber. I could breathe. I like, was close. <laughs> I don't know how close you've come and how many times. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> Verse 5. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yes, our Lord is, our God is merciful. Verse 6. The Lord preserves the simple. I was brought low and he saved me. Let's read, keep reading together. Uh, verse 7. You're going to like verse 7. Let's read together. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Return to your rest. Because there's a lot of restlessness. People are able to rest their bodies, but the souls. People can take some tablets and they can sleep, but the souls. But he's saying, return. There is a place of rest. Oh, my soul. And you need to go there. Why? Because the Lord has bound. He has dealt bountifully with you. Your restlessness is because of forgetting that the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. You're restless because of things that you're saying God hasn't done yet and you're forgetting the things he has done. If you can remember them and recite them and recall them, you'll be at rest. Could be like, the same God who did that will do this one. And you'll be at rest. Wow. Now, the, remember the right of this thing is David, eh? Oh, let me tell you, if there was a continuum of danger, and it says, how dangerously do you live? Zero to ten. If David, if you were a two, David would be a twelve. Because he was a man of war. 
people who <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, occupational hazard. The occupational hazard for a man of war is death. Yeah, like when you go out to work. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, if you come back alive, that's, it's a good. It was a good day at the office. Some of you, a bad day at the office is someone say, sent you an angry email. <laughs> someone sent you a, a, an angry email. That's a bad day of, at the office. You didn't sell as much as you had hoped to. That's a bad day at the office. For a man of war, <laughs> a bad day at the office is the final day. Yeah, you don't, they just know, this is how they tell you didn't succeed today. You don't come back. And this is a man who is saying, <laughs> you have dealt bountifully with me. You know those stories when they say, one time he was out at war and then one of the giants was going to take him out. And then another man came and right on time. That was the life of David. The sword is always close. You wonder, how did he live into his 70s? He says, return to your rest of my soul for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. You can tell that to yourself. Yeah. And say, Mose, hmm? return to your rest on my soul. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. I know for many of us, our interpretation of God not dealing with bountifully with us is our comparison with other people. <clears throat> comparison is going to steal your joy. Bountifully is he says he doesn't say return to your rest oh my soul for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you better than so and so no it's you thanksgiving can't be born out of comparison to other people you know many people think that we actually probably live in the best country in the world in terms of geographical and climatic advantages. Yeah, most people think that this is probably the best country in the world. Uh, yeah. The food is almost free. Yeah. You ask my Kenyan brothers here, they are like, what? It's this much and this cheap <laughs> and all food <laughs> you, you see we are the only ones who have those memes of people who serve food at like a certain amount at weddings it's not there in other countries yeah <laughs> when, uh, when you put ginat sauce on, and watermelon <laughs> together what a shock <laughs> and after you add cabbage I must finish <laughs> for you have delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears many of you have been delivered from many tears and my feet from falling I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living I believe, therefore, I spoke. I'm greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. I said in my haste, I forgot. Have you forgotten? Has the current affliction caused you to forget? The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him from them all. Verse 12 and 13 is where I will stop. He asks a pertinent question. 
What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? What? God, what can I give you? And verse 13, the answer is the most ridiculous answer to a question that I've ever seen in any writing. I will take up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. You know, salvation is a most misunderstood thing. eh? Yeah. People think salvation is when you have to stop all the good things you have ever experienced in life wear a sackcloth stop putting on lotion and commit the rest of your life to sadness in a cave as you wait for the Lord's return you couldn't be farther from the truth salvation ha ha now, just when I'm running out of time is when another revelation comes. Let me just use one scripture to describe salvation, okay? It must be Revelation 5. What is the lamb who was slain to receive? Yeah. 5.12. Okay. Watch this. Saying with a loud voice, what is the lamb who was slain to receive power? And riches, there are seven traits in this verse that you should be very careful, very cognizant of. Uh-huh. One is what? Let's shout them out. Let's shout them out. Uh-huh. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I'm just, this is not the pa- package. I'm just trying to find at this one verse that can light up your brain. Now, they are talking about Jesus. And they are saying that he was slain to receive these things. Before he came on earth to be slain, did he have these things? I tell you, he had these things in abundance. So, this whole receiving, what, that, what, what is it about? Why was he slain? He was slain because of our sin which separated us from God and all that God has for us. So when he is slain to receive he's not slain to receive for himself because he already has his. He's purchasing. This is purchasing for us. So these seven things give you a little bit of a glimpse of what really salvation is. A life of power, a life of riches, a life of wisdom, strength, which is physical wellness, honor, glory, and blessing. I know if you are very religious by now, there is a small storm in your brain. So let me avert it a little bit. I'm going to take a little bit more time. Let's talk about riches. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. One down. Next, what else do you want us to talk about? Blessing. Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Two down. What else? Power. Behold, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means three down what next wisdom Christ has become for us 1st Corinthians 1 30 1st Corinthians 1 30 but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God 5 down 
What next? Glory. And the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them. John 17. Let's, it's coming. And the glory which you gave me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. What's left? Strength. First Peter 2.26. 2.24. First Peter 2.24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins by live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed what less what's left honor hmm. Hmm. by the way there are many I'm just trying to figure out which one well you can use the honor of the glory if you want the glory you know these are things Christians panic about but Jesus took the glory the father gave him and gave it to us but what right did he have to give it to us when we are sinners he couldn't give it to us when we are sinners that's why he went on the tree he says just as the father honors the son the son honors the father that is salvation now all of that to say Take us back to Psalm 116. What shall I render <laughs> to God for all his benefits toward me? And they're like, I am going to take all the good things he has paid for and call upon the name of the Lord so that they come to pass. He's like, what shall I do for someone who has done so much for me? Have you ever had a rich friend, a really rich friend? I hope you get one one of these days. <clears throat> you are the rich friend. If you, have, if you are the rich friend and you try to give something to your friend, what, is, what would be pleasing to your heart? For them to take it, to receive it, right? If you find your friend riding a bicycle and then you buy them a car, and then they keep riding a bicycle. What, how does that feel? Then you say, maybe they didn't like that car, so you buy another one. Then they stay riding the bicycle. There is a problem with the relationship. What shall I render to God? Why don't we stand and pray? And give thanks to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just give him thanks. Open your mouth and thank you for your good. Appreciate him for his kindness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for hearing our voices. Thank you for the gift of life in Christ Jesus, who was slain to give us things we don't deserve, but because you love us. Thank you, Lord. Today we choose to recite yes, Lord. and rehearse and remember the great things you've done for us. So we bless you and we say, may your name be praised and exalted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are humbled when we think about your goodness and your kindness toward us. Amen. And friends, even as we close this service, maybe you're, you're like, oh, I understand, but I've never taken up the cup of salvation. I've never received Christ as my Lord and Savior. We don't want to close this service without giving you an opportunity, both here in the room at Nalia and in all our locations, to receive Jesus. Because you know what? He wants so much for you. Amen. So if you're there and you're like, yeah, I would like that. I want to pray with you. And you're like, pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Christ. I want to enter that relationship where I have access to so much. Can you just put your hand up where you are so that I can see you and pray with you? Just put it up straight. Yeah, this is an invitation to the goodness of God. So that when you give thanks, you give thanks with the knowledge of the glory of God. Anyone, anyone, even at the other locations, there is a pastor at the front. 
so he'll be receiving you here at Nalia. Don't fear, don't fear. Maybe a friend invited you, or you have been coming, been listening in, thinking about it. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not the other day. I would love to pray with you to make that commitment to Jesus. All right. Are there any people here who are born again? You're like, I've given my life to Jesus. Can I see your hand? So that people know that this is not a, a strange thing. You see all those hands? All those people are witnesses to the goodness of God. Put your hands down. All right. So is there anyone who would like to join these people who, who is, whose hands were up? And I pray with you. Just put it up if you're there. All right. No one in this room this morning. I want to be sure that you're going away with Jesus. All right. Amen. So we thank God. At the other locations, if there is anyone whose hand went up, or if you are watching us by yourself and you're online, we want you to know that God loves you. We want you to reach out to that number on your screen and text or call and say, I would like to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Yes. We come to you with thanksgiving today. And say, may your name be praised. You have done us well. In Jesus' name. Amen. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.